0: Coming to you from the Eminem Exterior Studio in Knoxville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now.
1: Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. I'm here with a two-time returning guest, woo, woo. Christina Ammerman. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me again. I'm excited to jump into another story. What is your story, Christina? Why are we here today? What do you think? In in the big picture, the medium picture, the small See, exactly. picture exactly. Yeah. There's so many. So remind everyone who you are in case they didn't hear your first episode.
2: Sure, uh, I am Christina Ammerman. I'm a a, a master spiritual healer, um, and
1: it, it's something. It's not just something I do professionally. It's something that I live. Yeah, um, I can re- attest to that. Thank you. You were just like working on healing me when we were just chit chatting. So yeah, I can affirm that. <laughs>
2: Yeah and I always say I am I am my own best client. I'm mm-hmm. I'm the one that I scrutinize the most and I and I'm also I'm the person I do the most healing on. It's uh it's it like woven into um every pretty much every day of my life because I'm always looking for how can I be even 10% happier than I am right now, mm. 10% more productive, um, 10% less judgmental, mm. you know, always looking to grow and improve myself Yeah, and working with, with mindset, with energy, with relationship to spirit, um, for me has been the key to to achieving all of that in
1: my life. That's great. So for, I guess, layman's terms, so correct me, because I'm going to throw out some terms. And so you guide it just for people to understand. Would you say you're like a combination of a therapist, counselor, coach, healer? Yeah. So like a combination of, you know, the coaching, the healing, the therapy, all that kind of stuff. Someone who kind of, almost like a holistic doctor, but like a holistic healer, coach... Person, yeah,
2: um, yeah, all of that combined, and yeah. cheerleader, and you know, um, and role model—not in the sense of I've got everything so perfect, but in the sense of I show up to- totally authentic and transparent for my clients. And sometimes you see me going through my shit, you mm-hmm. know, and and I sh- I show that to <laughs> yes. my clients when appropriate because I think we all need to know that nobody's got it all figured out, mm-hmm. and to see someone who. Doesn't have everything figured out. Who yeah. can succeed and be happy? Even yeah. and to you know flip flop between um, like I can have bad days, yeah, or bad minutes that don't become bad days. Ooh, that's good. Um, but yeah, so it's it's all of those things that you mentioned. I, I think I would say the the clearest way that, that people sum it up when like when my clients talk to me about what I <laughs> what what I've done for them is um, they say. They compare it to therapy. Yeah. But like if instead of going to therapy and talking things through week after week for months and months and months and years, it's like if you could sit down with a therapist, tell the therapist what your problem is. And like your therapist could somehow reach into your mind and say, oh, okay, well, you're doing all that's going on because of this this one wiring in your brain. So let's just like pull that wiring out. Mm. And there's a way of working with your mind and your energy and and just all of who you are that that I've um dare i say perfected over the fifteen years I've been doing this, yeah, so it's like we can hit the delete button instead of yes. having to
1: continue to struggle with things That's great. I wanted to dive more into that a little bit before we got into our conversation because just so people can kind of have an understanding of you know like who you are because. Who you are isn't just a profession or just personal. It's all mixed together. So um, I was just thinking as you were talking that it's – I was like – I don't know if you would put this on your business card, but it's like you help people figure their shit out. Like, is that accurate? Like, if someone needs to figure their shit out, they can go talk to you? Yeah. That's as good a description as any. It's not the tagline I'll use. I don't think it's on brand for you, but um, (laughs) – But I just was thinking like, oh, because I've had people ask me after listening, you know, like, well, what do you do? And I was trying to think how to describe it. And so it's almost like people should just talk to you if they're on their journey. Just if you're on your journey to doing, to getting to the next level, to healing, to leveling up, all the different things we talk about, you're someone in the card catalog that could be, let me sit down with you and see if you can be part of the. The team to help me figure my stuff out exactly stuff
2: yeah and it's and funny I'm that feeling. you sorry I'm talking right over you it's okay um, <laughs> I I was just having this conversation yesterday the same sort of idea with um, one of my clients who was basically saying I want to refer you but I don't know how and what what we figured out with she and I talking about it she finally pinged on what got her to talk to me mm. was someone a mutual acquaintance um, someone else who back in june when uh when they were talking someone who had just decided to you know to to be my client was then talking to her and their conversation was not about me it was not about what i do mm-hmm. it was Person number one saying to person number two, "I've had all this stuff going on in my life, ways that I'm sabotaging myself, Mm. um, even things that I didn't didn't even realize I was sabotaging myself. Like, because I work Mm. with a lot of women entrepreneurs who are very strong and very successful, but they'll have this goal they're trying to get to that it's like they it's like." I think of the scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the knight is charging toward the castle but doesn't actually ever get any closer to (laughs) to the castle. So And so, you know, the uh it's women who feel like they're 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 doing yeah. that with their goals, that they're yeah. running and running and constantly moving but they're not getting any closer. And it turns out that there's all these subconscious things that are going on that are causing them to kind of be running lateral to the goal instead of toward the goal yeah. because we all have something within us. That doesn't want us to succeed. Where success is very scary. It's the unknown. It's like as dangerous as walking down a dark alley. Mm-hmm. And so my um, my experience and my expertise is in understanding what's going on in the subconscious mind. So so when you were talking about that tagline with um, figuring your shit out, it's a little it's a little bit off because okay. it's kind it's more like. This feels arrogant when I say it out loud, but it's like I've got your shit figured out for you already Ooh, because I understand what's going on in the deepest part of the subconscious mind that's common to all of us. So when we sit down, you tell me, okay, you've got this going on in the surface mm-hmm. of your life and I'm able to match that up with, okay, well, that's pattern XYZ mm-hmm. So le- and and that's a root cause thing. So when we heal that root cause, it's not only going to fix what you're you're talking to me about today, it's going to fix, you know, business stuff, relationships, relationship stuff, physical health. Um, Those tend to be the three big things that people notice changing in their life when we've been working
1: together. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited because we're going to talk about you today. Okay, we got to come back to me. Yeah. Because with everything you just said, I was like, okay, let's explore all my issues. Let's go. Let's do this. So (laughs) um, I'm going to put a timeout on that. Although I'm not going to lie, I might work it in later because take advantage of our time together. It's your podcast, woohoo! Um, but no, I want to talk. So you, so last time you were here, we didn't know exactly what we were going to talk about. We kind of talked about some faith stuff, which I enjoyed. But I've been watching you over the last six months. And seeing your journey, mm-hmm. and your journey of joy, sounds like a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching you, <laughs> you need to get
2: Jeremy a soundboard with sound effects, so oh, like he yeah. can throw in evil laughs or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so yes, you've been watching me. I've been me. watching you, Maha. and seeing your journey of joy. I I noticed, like you you just said, what were the changes you noticed when someone heals? It's uh, physical business, re- uh, personal relationships and physical health. Yes. And so I feel like I'm seeing those changes in areas of those life. I'm seeing changes in those areas of your life. And so it goes back to with, you know, what's your story? Like, what is going on with that? Let's dive into that, because I know you've been through a process. And if you are willing to share, you know, your story helps Enlighten people for their own story, in my opinion. So, what is the deal with that? Can we what, talk about that? We
2: definitely can talk about it. Uh, my my hesitation is never do I want to talk about it because I love yeah. talking about myself. It's always the it's always the where to begin. Yes. You know, do I tell the story linearly from the beginning, which honestly yeah. is childhood? Yeah. Or you know, do I do I do it the way? Well, it?
1: then trust me, I will lead it. Then okay, Carol, that's what I'm here for. Awesome. Okay, so what sparked? the most recent shift in your life? Oh, that's an
2: excellent place to start. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Good job. Thank you for affirming me. (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, What really sparked it, this like out loud public focus on joy, uh, was was actually, it came from um, a week where I was definitely not in joy. I, Mm -hmm. you know, because... I have weeks like that, and i i I've learned to think of them as like the the slingshot pulling back mm, you know mm. so and i've so I've learned to honor them and and really go into those down phases, mm-hmm. knowing that something good is going to come out of it, yeah, and so it was a week where I <laughs> didn't want to do anything other than sit on the couch, so not work on my business, not go out networking mm-hmm. but what but I have brought myself up to a, a rudimentary level, a minimum level of, of discipline that says, okay, you can be on the couch, but pay attention to what you watch. Like this mm. is not the time to watch Law and Order. And I think we talked about Law Ooh, and Order on yes. my last last episode. Yes. I'm not watching that anymore.
1: Ah Family
2: Guy still sneaks in. <laughs> <laughs> um but I well and and what I had actually done is I had canceled Hulu. I had canceled Netflix. The only streaming service I had was Amazon, because um, I don't have cable. I haven't used cable. Oh, we don't years. have cable either.
1: But you canceled Netflix yeah. and Hulu,
2: so all I had was Amazon and YouTube. And I so that week I ended up on YouTube uh, reconnecting with a uh, with videos from a teacher that I had discovered five years ago, watched one of his videos, said, I loved love his, I loved his mm-hmm. stuff and never watched his stuff again because it actually was so good, it took me to a place I wasn't ready for five years ago.
1: Yes. Uh, but oh, go ahead. So I hopefully this makes the last podcast and this makes sense because, but like our guest that we just recorded with said, the and I, I wish I had it written down, the places we need to find stuff is the places we don't want to go. I don't know. He said it much more eloquently, but like,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Turn on my mic. He said, uh, it was Latin, a phrase in Latin that he couldn't remember the Latin for it, Mm -hmm. but it was, you, you basically, you find the gold in the cistern,
1: which basically
0: means you're going to find what you want not where you want to find it yeah
1: yeah what you see oh what you seek is where you don't want to go or something like that yeah, yeah. and
2: the cistern would that's a well it's a I'll dark a, a dark gross yeah well you know right. that you yes. have to like go deep down into and who wants to go yes. down there so i love
1: that i love that phrase yeah so yeah. hopefully we should find like the the line phrase but anyway i digress i just like it's i you know you hear those messages multiple times you're like oh yeah Got to dig into those places. So you um, were not watching this teacher, yeah? You, um, did you? So you rediscovered?
2: I rediscovered him, you know. Uh, and I totally see, you know, the, the the hand of God or the law of attraction or whatever, you know, yeah. wh- whatever your point of reference is at work. When like I said, okay, well, let me see what's on YouTube for me to watch, and for no particular reason, one of his videos was there as a recommendation, mm. and that turned into a three or four day binge watch of this teacher whose name is Matt Khan okay. Matt Khan um, his his motto is all for love mm-hmm. and of the many awesome videos it, it was like then I was catching up on five years of stuff that, yeah. that, uh, that, that I had been avoiding. One of his – his videos are all recordings of these talks that he gives that are 90 minutes to two hours long. And one of them, he talked about knowing what your primary intention is in life. And he gave his own example that he's all about love. He is here mm-hmm. to uh, to bring love into the world and to help people find love within themselves. And so that naturally inspired me to ask, well, what's my primary intention? Yes. And I, I tried on love. I tried the, the idea of love. I'm like, hmm, that doesn't quite fit. It feels too, like – Soft and squishy, and <laughs> and 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 that's not you know that's just not me. I'm yeah. I'm b- more, I don't know. I'm more vibrant or yeah. something joyful. Yeah. Well, and and then the, the <laughs> spoiler word spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. And then the word joy popped in my head, um, as if a, a message from spirit. And I'm like, well, let me try that on. And um, it not only immediately <laughs> felt good. But I realized I suddenly had this flash through my mind of all of the different ways I had already been focused on that message without realizing it like including the my bio on Facebook for a long time said uh, joyful being deliberate creator like that's how i described myself as a joyful being and but it never occurred to me that like but that that's might, like your
1: mission and yeah, your purpose yeah
2: yeah so um mm. and then the other reason that made sense is because i i understand the universe through the law of polarity so there's this whole set of um, universal laws that when we study them help us understand the mm-hmm. order to how how life works. And the law of polarity says that when something exists, its opposite also exists at the very same time, mm-hmm. in the very same space, like you don't need to go out looking for it, it's right there, and to the same degree. And of the many ways I've learned to apply that law, one example is um, – that pain and joy mm. are opposites, and when I look at look back in my at my life and how much pain mm-hmm. had been a part of my early years, it made total sense that all of that would have been the setup for me experiencing joy mm. in the second half of my life, and not even half. I mean, I plan to live yeah. to to one hundred and fifty, so like the second three quarters of my life. Nice, yeah.
1: I want to two things. I want to go back just for you to repeat, because, of course, as you were working through your own stuff, my brain's like, I'm engaged with you. But then I'm like, well, well, this makes sense. I'm all about connection. I need to keep leaning into this. So thank you. Thank you for my free therapy. Um, Sure. So what was the question you asked? Because I want to just have listeners ask themselves that question that you were processing. I ended up processing. It was what is your What's your
2: primary intention in yes, life? Yes.
1: What's your primary intention in life? Yeah. That's a great question that I think everybody like and that's kind of that goes back to what I've been leaning into <clears throat> with the podcast now is like, what's your story? Yeah. Like what yeah, what's and then I cause I've been thinking, what's your story? That could go in any direction. What's your hobby? Your pat. why are you passionate about what you're passionate about? And what is your primary intention? It's a great other way to say it. So
2: yeah, and another way people ask the same question is, "What's my purpose?" Yeah, and and we it, there's a tendency to think of that in terms of practi- practicality yes. and linear, yes. like job okay, success. Yes, am yeah. I supposed? Am I is my is it my purpose to be a podcast host yes. or a coach yes. or a teacher? And really, what this question asking it as what is my primary intention in life shows us that there are so all of those things are vehicles yes any of which we can choose to put forth that primary intention, which, which yes. I think with, with like, I've kind of tested this question with my clients and asked yes. them, what's your primary intention? And so far, everybody has, has distilled it down to there is some emotional experience that they are here to have for themselves and, and help ha- facilitate and for to other share people. Share with others. Yeah. So connection wow. is at the heart an emotional experience. For one of my clients, it was freedom. That's an emotion, emotional
1: experience. do you think it's something you talked about your child and your childhood with pain and now experiencing joy, and I wanted to lean into that a little bit more. Um, and based on what you just said, i'm I was also having some brainstorms of like if it's a if it's an emotion we have we're seeking once we find it, we want to share that with others, yeah. I mean it kind of reminds me of like with direct sales or something, you know, like I mean it could be any sales. Like I'm I'm not I'm just using that as an example where it's like, you know, you get excited because you're like, "Oh, I've been searching for this. I found the solution. Now I want to share it with others." You know, and that's in a sales world. But it's like with all this primary intention stuff, same thing. Like you're searching for it, you figured it out, and so that's the thing you then want to pass on and get others on board and join you in the in that feeling.
2: Yeah. And and the good thing about finding finding one's primary intention is the sharing of it is very natural.
1: Yes.
2: a you know, in, in contrast to your direct sales example like yeah. sometimes that's very natural, yeah. sometimes it is If it's, there, it's natural, forced. yeah,
1: that's I that came to mind because when it is like a natural fit. Let's lean in real quick to the polarity. Were you saying that the pain because of that, the opposite of joy, and so through your healing, you came on the other side, and it's joy. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, and I had already been on the healing journey for so long. Mm-hmm. Um. So so this moment of you know having that inner conversation inspired by Matt Kahn. Yeah. Um. The awareness that that my thing was joy mm-hmm. is what came up first, and then as I was thinking about it and looking for confirmation, hey, is this my thing? What I also knew as a healer is that joy and pain are opposites, mm. and you know, and the and so the the pain that I'm talking about is, um, I my. I I always, I was, I think I'm still learning how to find the words for this that don't sound blameful. Okay. Um, But simply put, uh, my my mother was abusive um, emotionally, verbally, physically uh, when I was Mm. a child. And, you know, it probably started out as like spanking, but teenagers shouldn't be spanked. Like there's whatever the cutoff was that where it's appropriate. Like we went a decade beyond that. Yeah. so not only it's interesting, even now, that there's sort of more dots connecting as we're mm-hmm. talking about this, about about pain um, and pain and joy, because not only was I not only was that a painful experience for me mm-hmm. to be hit, you know, until I'm like cowering in the corner of the dining room. Yeah. Um, but what just clicked for me is I was experiencing that because my mother was in pain, mm-hmm. yeah. and certainly I've I've come to understand as an adult that you know she mm-hmm. was battling her own demons. But but that specific specific connect the dots of she was experiencing pain, and so that is the only thing she could bring to that is the only thing she could offer anyone else. Yeah, like calling her thing pain is is a totally new moment in my mind right Ooh. now. Yeah. I've called it everything else. I've called it her demons. I've called it her struggles, but I've never acknowledged it as her pain
1: because she had her own wounds.
2: Yeah, this is i i. It's not something my mother and I ever talked about. Um, but I knew my grandmother. It's easy to imagine that this has been something generational mm-hmm. that has been passed down from woman to woman in my family. <laughs> yeah, for who knows how long. Um, yeah. and I. I'm honestly grateful to be the, have the ability to stop it. Yes, to end the cycle.
1: So, um, and that's true in so many families, and that's why I really appreciate you opening up about that. Because when someone acknowledges their pain, you know, you have a decision: do you lean into it or do you pull away? And it's sometimes hard to know. And I think that because you've done so much work that's the blessing you can give to other people is starting to peel back those layers and to show that joy can come after pain. Yeah. Because I think sometimes you hear, you see happy people, you know, joyful people, and you think, oh, they have an experience. You know, they're happy, joyful because of not having something. And then when you're able to kind of know people's truer story, you know, the parts that we at least are willing to share. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it gives hope to other people and hope hopefully to do the healing, too, that, you know, it's a combination of making a decision, but it's also a lot of work that you've done through the process.
2: Yeah, and some of it has been very intentional and and actually, and some of it has been almost by accident. Like mm-hmm. there's light bulbs going off in my mm-hmm. mind as we're sitting here mm-hmm. talking, like realizing that. Before I had that week where I'd sat and watched all those Matt Con videos, yeah. it was somewhere I don't know maybe in the month before that, I was starting to feel like I needed to tell my story, and one of the things I had to work through was getting being public about my story and how that was gonna reflect on my mother, yes, because. I don't feel good about being out there saying, you know, my mother abused me. I don't yeah. is she still here? I, she's she's still living. Do you have uh, a
1: relationship with her or
2: sort of? I think as uh, we it's it's awkward. It's she's and she, well, she's in Connecticut. She's still my, yeah. my, the rest of my family Still lives in Connecticut. I'm the one who moved down to Virginia Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel any bond with my family that um, inspired me to stay close to them. And the opportunities after college were down here. So we've, over the, in the 20 whatever years I've lived down here, we've gone through all sorts of phases of our relationship. And this year, I realized I hadn't talked to my mother um, since Mother's Day. I had called her on Mother's Day, and then we didn't talk all summer. We didn't talk most of the fall. And meanwhile, I was going through this in, you know, internal yeah. process of feeling pulled to tell my story, but how do I do this? Um, it was actually not so much my – it wasn't just my mother I was um, worried about. It was – I have a younger sister mm. who is much closer to my parents, kind of the opposite. Like she moved one town away and she's yeah. she still spends a lot of time with uh with my family. And something I had posted on Facebook, my sister had responded to not on Facebook, but at like a family mm. gathering when I saw her that something whatever she said indicated to me she's paying a lot of attention. And um, not going to respond well if I start talking about my mom yeah. in, in a bad way, in anything that might be construed as a bad light yeah. on Facebook. Uh, so I had to work through that. And what one of the things I actually ended up doing was unfriending my sister and my brother-in-law and all of my family members on Facebook because – it was because I was that tapped into this is important for me to do, meaning mm-hmm. putting my telling my story, putting mm-hmm. my message out there, um we don't interact on Facebook anyway, so yeah. like I was waiting to to find like when I go home for Christmas, it'll actually be my first time talking to my sister, and we'll see if she even notices I unfriended her, yeah, you know, like that's how disconnected we were, yeah, uh but I knew I needed to do that. So just to get that worry out of my head Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't feel the need to censor myself and Mm -hmm. hold back pieces of my story as I started talking about it. Wow. Um, Yeah, so far there's been no backlash to unfriending anybody as far as I know, but we're like the whole family dynamic is like we're not talkers anyway. We're Mm -hmm. not closely connected. Yeah, It's part of that whole story, I
1: think. So how are you feeling about You know, we're not just in my, you know, studio, just you and me chit-chatting. We're technically recording it. This doesn't have to be included. But how do you feel about it? because we are technically recording right now yeah
2: well and i thought about that 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 like that light bulb went off a moment before i started talking about it and and frankly i'm fine with it you know and if i need to i could like (laughs) i could rationalize it as well my mom will never hear this yeah Um, my sister will never hear this Mm -hmm. and yet you know i i i also at the same time like I want success for your podcast. No, I, wa- I want but to I, see the. No,
1: I don't. I was about to say, I do not want broken relationships or um, like with the podcast. Like, I was thinking as you were talking, that's why I'm finding. So, my thing is connection. And so, it's like, what? That's why I phrased it. What are you. I should have said able to share, not even willing, because that maybe almost sounded like a challenge. Like,
2: how deep <laughs> I do, do you tend lose? to respond to <laughs> Oh, gosh, like that. shoot, <laughs> I didn't know that.
1: I should have said, how much are you able to share? Because as much as I'm about connection, I'm also a big believer in boundaries. And so I think that you leaning into sharing your story is super important, and I'm all for it. There's a piece of it that to be aware of that
2: um, – you know, if you and I are talking, I can only lean into your pain as much as I've leaned into my own pain. Oh,
1: someone just said something. Maybe it was you about that. We can only... He- oh, yeah, sorry. I was trying to think who I was talking to. Yes, you can only... Yeah, sorry. Say that again because it's really good.
2: I can only lean into your pain as much as I've leaned into my own pain.
1: Mm, that's good.
2: Yes. Yeah. And And so something for all of us to be aware of is... There's a lot of people walking around with with their own experience of pain, you know, and we don't need to compare each other's and say, well, you got abused, but your thing is just that you don't like how your hair looks or whatever. Like, we've all got our stuff that we're trying to sort through or, for some people… Not trying to sort through. Like what you yes. and I have in common is we shine spotlights on the stuff that feels dark and and try to bring light within ourselves mm-hmm. to that darkness. Yes. And there are other – there are so many people who, for whatever reason, yeah. don't have the, the skills, the ability, the willingness. They don't feel safe to do that. Mm-hmm. And so – so with the Just Ask campaign and, and you know, with the, the general idea of empathy, um, I think it's o- okay to acknowledge that it's, it's a learning process. And, and if someone simply isn't capable of mm-hmm. doing that because they haven't
1: – because they have their own need for healing, like mm-hmm. – oh, You're so kind and good. Thank you for clarifying this so beautifully. Keep going. You yeah, stopped. I I don't. You I know, but she stopped <laughs> talking. I was encouraging her because I wanted her to keep going. Um, yeah, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. So I think it's we need rather than judge, making sure yeah. like for those of us who know how to have compassion, yeah, we need to apply that compassion to
1: the people who don't, <laughs> have, don't compassion. have compassion. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I have compassion for people. Unless you don't have compassion, then screw you. Then I don't like it. No, right. I'm just kidding, though. But no, I'm glad you said it like that because yes, I I don't want it to come across like pointing fingers. It's more just realizing that difference. But then I like how you pointed out that it's okay to have that difference because, of course, if we all walked around the exact same, that would also be yeah, not good.
2: Yeah, and I I really wanted like I wanted to emphasize that for for the sake of someone who might be
1: listening right of now, course. and. Well, especially and, because most people listening, I say I'm the introvert's extrovert. I talk to people so you don't have to because if they either can't have the conversation because they don't want to or they feel like they can't, you know, for whatever reasons. So yeah. I like your empathy. I'd like to cut actually everything out that I said and just focus on your good words. <laughs> Let me go through an ending well, process on that.
2: Your Your words were good, too. Because everything builds. I mean, we're in this conversation yeah. together. And so yeah. you have a thought and you share it and I have a thought that yeah, builds true. on that. And yeah. So if we cut yours out then and just isolate what I said, yeah. then what I said doesn't make sense. It doesn't have context.
1: Yeah. But, but then I can censor myself and just only present like social media, the good parts of me.
2: Well, that doesn't sound like flushing it out.
1: <laughs> Dang it. Why do you have to call me out on stuff? <laughs> Because, I know that you'll, (laughs) you'll, you'll be with me on this. I am with you, and that's what I want. Okay, so getting back to your journey to joy, Mm. joy exists because of the polarity with pain. You figured that out. You are leaning into joy now. You figured out that that was your primary intention. Yeah. How are you currently walking that out? Uh, First and foremost, within myself. Um, and be, is that just constantly getting back to? Is this sparking joy?
2: Yeah, it's um, it's 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 like I'm Marie Kondoing my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Uh. And and there are some things I did earlier this year that were part of that before I even had this conscious awareness that my intention is joy. Some you and some of your audience members know. Um. I had a business called Zenquility. And technically, I still have the business called Zenquility. It's the mm-hmm. name of my LLC. But it was a brick and mortar business. Yeah. And I had, it had been a, a brick and mortar business uh, in a public space since 2013. Earlier this year, I decided to close it. And what led to that decision was a moment of clarity that basically boils down to, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Mm. And because I'm not enjoying it, Instead, it's a burden. Mm-hmm. It's you know dragging my whole life down. Um, it just and and it was. I mean, it was interesting to see too the correlation between like not having the joy in my business and and not having the revenue. Like mm-hmm. you know the the practical matters of business were being affected because mm-hmm. the joy wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I made that decision of. Like, my joy is important to me. And if I'm not having fun, then I don't want to be doing this. Mm -hmm. As soon as I made that decision, so many things started falling into place. And actually, this is the story that I use to help really – Help people see the practical power of joy, the spiritual power, and the practical mm. power of joy, mm. because this this law of polarity that says pain and joy are there at this in the same moment really shows up in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it took me about a a, a week of um, f- it that decision to close the business came at the end of a week that started with. Another uh, episode of me just wanting to be on the couch because I was so mm. burdened by my business and burdened by life at that moment. And I had – this was earlier in the year, so I hadn't rediscovered Matt Con yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was listening to that week, I was watching YouTube videos of Abraham. Est- Esther Hicks channels this um, – This uh, consciousness that calls itself Abraham, talking Mm. all about the law of attraction, talking about the power of emotion Mm. and how the better you feel, the better your life is going to be. So um, I spent a a full day in my pajamas just binge watching Abraham videos, which – those videos have a double effect because just listening to them helps me feel better. Mm -hmm. And then what I am learning from them reminds me that feeling better, feeling good is actually important.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: so that week I spent – Uh, really focused on, I'm going to feel good no matter what. I'm going to make this my number one priority. I'm going to cut out of my life, you know, anything that that doesn't make me feel good. And that Friday is when I really, like, had that come-to-Jesus moment Mm -hmm. of, you know what? My business is not sparking joy, and what do I do about that? And I had the idea, you know— Maybe I need to actually look at closing the business. Mm. And so one step of that would be reaching out to my landlord to ask, can I get out of the lease? And looking back on that, The opportunity to to talk to my landlord was there all the time. Mm -hmm. There was never any physical block Mm -hmm. that, you know, I didn't – it was not that I didn't know his phone number, his email address. Like, I could have done that at any time. But I didn't see that possibility. Mm -hmm. Like, the thought couldn't enter my mind Mm -hmm. until I got into that place of – already feeling joyful and mm-hmm. wanting to maintain that state of joy. Yeah. So the possibilities that are, that we're able to recognize mm-hmm. become more positive and more fruitful mm-hmm. when we focus first on feeling good.
1: Yeah, it sounds a little cliche. It could sound a little cliche. But what I'm thinking of as you're talking is it's kind of that whole filling your cup, you can't pour from an empty cup and focusing needing yeah. to focus on filling your cup. And so I would say you're filling your cup. With, it's joy. You're being intentional about filling your cup with joy. Yes. And then you, when you realize it's not full, you realize the empty places and kind of cutting those out.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And, you know, and cliches yeah. are cliches for, for a reason. Exactly. That's yeah. why I use them. That's why I use them.
2: <laughs> yeah. So and of course, making that decision to, to close the business had a lot of moving parts, other people yeah. who were going to be affected, um, that I needed to sort of check in with them. Yeah. It, not so much to get their permission to make the decision, but just to know what's going to be the consequence if I make this decision. And is it a consequence that, I, that I'm that i willing to accept? Yeah. And so I did move forward with Getting out of the lease we were this was back in March uh it was mid March when this h- came up. We were out by the end of March, so then the first week of April, I was uh, officially working from home, and I enrolled multiple clients in that first week wow of April because I was just in that place where I was tuned into opportunity and and hearing and and being. Uh, like clearly receiving guidance from spirit or, you know, mm-hmm. other people might say, knowing, being clear on what God wanted yeah. for me um, and just being, I was in the zone yeah because I had lift, lifted all that weight off of me. Yeah. And so that is my story of, yes, joy actually makes a difference. Yes. And that was a big difference. I mean, it was a revenue making
1: <laughs> difference. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that was on paper, black and white. Like, yeah. You can, you can see the difference. That's great. That's great. And where is, where now? Where's, you know, you're, I've, where are you going now with joy? So you, that was kind of the begin, those were kind of some of the beginnings. What's next with joy and for life? What can we take away from what's next?
2: Um, well, now I'm, now I'm on that mission to help other people experience this for themselves. So I've, I, I've got, I created a Facebook group called Joy Uprising and mm-hmm. that's open to everyone. Um, and we just did a, a, Facebook challenge my first one ever and and from from my perspective it was it was a success yeah. in terms of um, it was the most consistent engagement on Facebook that I've literally ever done um, awesome. and and so the, you know and as you might know uh, I called it the 50 shades of joy challenge yes. because I like to be playful with words yes, and actually what happened is I was in my kitchen um a few like maybe a week before the challenge started and the phrase 50 shades of joy popped in my head and I was like oh my god this is awesome what can I do like I what, do what is this, this a title for <laughs> I need to create something so I can yeah. give it this title and doing it as a facebook challenge uh, is what came up so this the challenge is done but all of the the videos and interactions are still in the group and there will be more that i do
1: in that group um to create a joy revolution in the world so what are some things people can do you're you're pumping us up we want to have joy what are some things we can go do to spark joy in our life besides decluttering our house
2: um, yeah, that is part of it.
1: Um, <laughs> Marie Kondo in our life. So how can we spark joy there are some things?
2: The, the number one thing is is recognizing and acknowledging the importance of it and acknowledging your power to be in command of how you feel. There's so much of our world is set up to make us depend on external things to create the joy for us or give us the permission to have joy. Mm-hmm. And so step 1 is really giving yourself permission to say feeling good is important to me. Mm. And and that comes from you know it helps if you if you take in my story as an example of, okay, mm-hmm. it actually makes a difference. Like, I'm not doing this just for, as the airy, fairy, rainbow mm-hmm. and unicorn sort of thing, but because yeah. I, I, I believe, or at least I, I'm considering the possibility that it could actually change my life. Mm-hmm. So I want to give it a try and see what happens when I do it. Mm-hmm. So step one is that mental flipping the switch, mm-hmm. and then step two is... Um, consciously building things into your life that spark joy for you like for me my number one thing is music I've got Mm. multiple playlists on my phone based on you know there's one for when I'm already feeling good and I want to stay there and there's another one for when I'm feeling kind of meh and I need to you know get get inspired you know and I've even got uh, um songs that are my go-to um because sometimes we can't get to the joy that easily. Sometimes we've got the, the
1: pain. I was going to say, we have the, to sit in the pain, right? Yeah. yeah. you
2: have to feel it. And so I've got my uh, my songs, mostly like 90s grunge music, <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, that's Jeremy's <laughs> <laughs> favorite. <laughs> yeah. from, yeah. from Jeremy. Um, yeah, that I go to when there's pain in there yeah. that I actually, I think my, what I was thinking about this the other day. I think my process is I use music to amplify the pain yeah, yeah. so that I can be more aware of what's going on so that then I can work with it, you yeah. know, like, and I kind of talk to
1: my pain. Like, mm-hmm. what do you have to tell me? Like, wh- what, what, what is this yeah, about? Exactly. Yeah. What is this about? Well, I enjoyed this very much. Thank you so much for sharing and I'm going to resist working out my own shit today, so. I think you did a very good job of restraining yourself. I applaud you. You know, we have an after show, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But thank you so much for coming, coming back, sharing your journey of joy, sharing not only the joy, but the pain that goes with the joy. And I think that people can better understand not only your journey of joy, but their journey to joy. Through your story, so thank you.
2: You are so welcome, and thank you for this opportunity. Thanks.
0: And that's the wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org, song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, m M&M and Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production.
1: That was the greatest thing
0: I've ever heard. Don't forget to check out the After Show on the Full Flush bonus episode where Samantha and I continue the conversation with our guest. You can find the Full Flush episode right here on Flushing It Out every Friday.